Are you looking for inspiration? In need of career guidance? Wondering what path successful people take? Listen up. I am Vibha Kagzi, CEO and founder of ReachIV.com, a Harvard alumnus and the author of Break the MBA Code. I'm going to be your host on this weekly show called House of Experts, where you can get an insight into a wide range of career choices directly from industry stalwarts. So buckle up and get ready to take off. Yes, for today needs no introduction at all. I know a lot of you have sent me messages, uh, have been sending me messages all day, in fact, and you're so excited to have him here. Um, so just a quick formal introduction for all of us here. So Dabu Ratnani um, is a fashion and celebrity photographer. He does uh, portraits. He does a lot of film, advertising, etc. work. He uh, has shot anyone from Amitabh Bachchan to Madhuri Dixit, Sri Devi. I mean, you name the celebrity and he's worked with them. I was very uh, interest- interested to also learn today, Dabu, that you also shot Michael Jackson um, and Boris Becker when I was doing a little bit of research on you. So uh, some international names to your uh, right. already stellar CV. Um, Dabu also was, let me get this right, uh, Asia's number one on Asia's most influential people in photography for the year 2020. Right. And um, as my cousin Raji Fodar says, Dabu is really the most lovable, affable, yeah. approachable guy. And he's really a family guy, guys. Um, for those of you who already follow him on uh, Dabu Ratrani or Dabu Ratnani Studio, you'll see a lot of his posts and pictures are with his adorable three children. And we're going to talk a little bit about those, the kids as well. So with that introduction, Dabu, firstly, thank you so much My for pleasure. accepting Simon is here to say hi. Also. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. Stay, stay in the frame for as long <laughs> as you like. <laughs> Okay, so I think that was a good segue into my very first question. I want to flash back to your childhood. Right. And uh, if you could just take us back, you know, your brother became a celebrity chef. You're a celebrity right. photographer. Surely your mom will induce some sort of creativity pill into you guys. You know, what, what was your childhood like? What, what, what happened? So actually, uh, you know, it was nothing that my parents or my family were into. My uh, like my grandfather and our earlier generation were lawyers, uh-huh. and um, my dad was the first one to, in fact, branch out into a business. You know, okay. and he was uh, he used to have a Bombay Dying retail store, and all of us used to go there and help him during the busy busy days. We used to go and help him at the shop. So I used to, uh, when I was in school, like in the eight, nine, ten standard, I used to go there, and there used to be few like Diwali and all when there are busy times. I used to help him and I even learned how to measure and cut cloth and we were selling bed sheets and stuff like that. So uh, that's where my journey started. But, you know, I was not really uh, enjoying what I was doing there. And uh, even during my 11th and 12th in college, I in junior college, uh, I was always, you know, inclined towards photography because uh, that's something I, I loved gadgets from a very young age, you know. So initially... The cameras which were at home were used by me to shoot more like uh, family portraits or family holidays and stuff like that. So uh, it kind of uh, grew on me and then uh, during my 11th and 12th I got influenced by some other photographers and 
uh, post the 12th standard, I started assisting a photographer. And then four years I worked with him. And since then, there was no looking back, you know. So those three years which I had of BCom left, I told my parents that I'll do correspondence. And <laughs> those three years, I'll assist a photographer instead. And, you know, if, uh, if those three years, anyway, if I would spend in college, you know, so I mean, it will give me that kind of space to decide is, is, it, is this, this is what I want to continue or I want to go to my dad's business or do something else after that, you know. So uh, those three years, initially, when my friends were still doing FYBCOM and doing regular college, I was doing correspondence and assisting Sumit Chopra, my uh, ex-boss. So what was it? What was it about photography that attracted you to it? Uh, was it, you know, the, the initially, was it the glamour of it? Like what, what took you to it? And what do you think has made you stay? So uh, definitely not the glamour because, you know, in those days, in the 80s and early 90s, photography wasn't something which was uh, kind of so uh, uh, aspirational because it was in those days, in the 80s and 90s, it was not even like you were dealing with celebrity, celebrities and stuff like that. You know, there were, uh, there were very few photographers and it wasn't even like a, a profession which paid you insane amount of money, you know. So uh, initially it was more the love and passion for photography because uh, there was a friend of mine who used to come home, my brother's friend who was a photographer in those days and he was a model who turned into a photographer. So it kind of came from there when I started seeing these amazing pictures and these visuals. It was more like a something within me that gave me that uh, thing that, you know, I, this is something I'm loving and something that I want to do. I, at that point, honestly, I didn't know whether this is what my career and this is what I'm going to do in the future. But it was more like starting on uh, taking on something that I love to do and uh, using those three years of my uh, college to in fact doing something more productive which was going to assist a photographer we were from a from a middle class family so we couldn't uh, my ex boss Sumit was in Brooks Institute of Photography which was sure. in Santa Barbara and uh, in those days to spend that kind of money was impossible for my parents you know so I said uh, so I went to meet him and I went to Sumit and I said, you know, uh, he was my brother's friend. I said, Sumit, you know, I'm loving photography and it's growing on me big time. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's something what I want to do. So he explained to me the whole thing that it's not about just looking through a lens and shooting. There's a lot of pressure. And he told me the whole way the business works, you know, and I was game for it. You know, I was ready to try it out. And okay. so he said, okay, you know, my, I, and I was few days away from my uh, HSC for my 12th exams and I said I'll finish my 12th exams and I'd love to come and assist you. So he said okay but don't don't think I'm going to treat you like uh, my friend's brother. I'm going to sure. treat you like any of my other assistants. I said yeah, yeah that's what I want. I don't want any preferential treatment. I want to learn and I want to see how it is you know to and literally when I joined him he didn't treat me like a brother. But in time, we became like brothers, you know, I mean, we, we got really close and uh, I got a different outlook from where I came because for me, when I was, he was, his studio was in Kulaba and I was living in Bandra. So it was like two different worlds of thinking also in terms of thought right. process also, you know, uh, he didn't want to do film photography. And in those days, film photography was related in a, a, a said in a, a derogatory way, kind of like filmy photographer. Right, you know, right, not really. Yeah. Fashion was more cool and more 
uh, uh, fashion was something which people aspired to do more. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like choreographers and fashion shows. Those were the things that were really happening. And so I really didn't get into it for the glamour of it. I got mm. into it for the love of photography. And when I walked into Sumit Surya to meet him for the first time, seeing those images, I was completely blown. You know, I mean, I never thought that I would ever reach there or reach that kind of detail and quality and that sharpness, which I, from a from a basic camera which I was using to see those kind of images right in front of my eyes, life-size pictures. I can't explain to you. I mean, I get goosebumps thinking of the you know, walking into the studio even now. You know, so. Uh, so those, I think those goosebumps so, are infectious. I think that, that they, they, you're <laughs> emitting those goosebumps over to all of us as well. <laughs> That's nice. So I think photography is something uh, which, you know, uh, something which only if you have the fire and the passion uh, to sustain, you can sustain because this is my 25th year in the industry. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't see anyone who has sustained from those days, you know, from because mm -hmm. it's only... Very few people who have kind of pulled through so many years because for me, uh, you know, the excitement when I go to a shoot now is also to create something new today. I mean, mm -hmm. I've done so many thousands and millions of shoots and pictures, but for me, the excitement is not gone. For me, when I go into a studio or I go into a location, I still want to try something different, something new. I want to try something which so is... You're still, you're still sort of experimenting. You're still yeah, curious. Yeah, I feel like photography learning. is something which is you know, uh, which is something that you can never get enough of. I feel it's something that you can always learn. You know, I feel even in this lockdown of four months, I've sure. learned so much more, uh, which we don't get time to learn. You know, I mean, we whole life we complain that we don't have time. We don't have time. But I've used these four months to kind of study on, uh, you know, following a lot of international uh, softwares, sure. uh, Adobe, Capture One, various pages, various uh uh, YouTube lives, try, trying to grasp, you know, even if you pick up one small tip from one live or one seminar, it's it's enough to kind of get you thinking. Sure. So so what I'm hearing is you grew up in a small middle class family, Bandra right. boy, uh, had this aspiration to learn photography and you sort of worked your way bottom up to yeah. where you are. Including okay, buying my first camera was on a loan. My oh, wow, first, on a loan. first huh? SLR camera. Uh, was a loan from my mom, uh, which I paid her back for the first time. You paid camera. her back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, for, for everyone who's listening and especially for the parents <laughs> who are listening, make sure you get your loan back. I hope my parents are not listening <laughs> at this point. So, uh, you know, you talked a little bit about sustaining, right? You're celebrating 25 years in the industry. Right. That's no mean feat. Uh, what does it take to sustain, you know, be, beyond the curiosity and this childlike uh, experimentation that you're doing? What do you right. think really, what does it take? I, it's the fire, it's the passion, it's, uh, you know, there's no, uh, you know, you have to be really excited with what you're doing. I mean, it, it's not a business, you know, it is something mm. which you need to create, you need to continuously evolve, you need to push the envelope. Every shoot that you do, you know, I try and, like I said, I try and do something new. So I go, when I'm going for a shoot, then that morning I'm thinking that, okay, you know, today... I've shot with this model or this actor 800 times, you know, but today, what new am I going to do? What new light will I use? What new way of lighting up will I do? What new lens will I use? So something, one new element I try and bring in oh, wow. person, you know, I try to think okay. uh, and, 
you know i feel that there's so much you can do in photography so i think that's something that keeps driving me and has made me sustain 25 years and there's no formula for it uh, to be very honest you know i think uh, uh, for me the uh, the even when i buy a new lens or buy a new reflector or a new accessory it gives me new excitement to go and try that out on the shoot you know so sure. you know it could be inspiration from music it could be inspiration from a movie it could be inspiration from life something that i've seen on the road you know i mean uh, you have to keep receiving you have to process a lot of stuff when you're mm. in the creative business you know you can't uh, uh, completely depend on just landing up with a shoot and things will happen it's not going to be like that you have okay. to sometimes plan sometimes uh, so, so you so you keep your receptors open it sounds open, like you're uh, and, always and you know like uh, when you go to a shoot sometimes you may see some uh, prop or some location which may completely change your concept you know so you have ah. to be open re- receiving even at that time when mm-hmm. you're there what's around you what's over, you know have to be very aware of how to use that location that you're shooting in you know so uh so it could be something like even when like an expression that you may catch you know sure. say, wow, wow that's nice try more of that try more of that so it's a continuous interaction with the model as well so you can't really describe it in words you have to be kind of all there when you're uh, i'll give you an example like i'll go to a restaurant to eat food uh, for the first time and before the food i'm looking at the location you know i'm saying wow interesting space let's try and plan a shoot here mm-hmm. so my mind has got tuned in for that kind of a thing you know same thing with manisha who's my wife she works with me all the time you know so uh, we are very similar in that way you know so first thing uh, if i have not noticed something she'll point she'll it notice it yeah you know you can plan a shoot here why don't you find out who owns this place or who's the manager sure. you know let's try for example i was planning a shoot uh, with varun one day and i needed a huge tire and i called right. rajiv for it you know sure. so so you have to be aware that okay what what are the people into what are the, you know you have to connect joining the dots, dots okay basically so rajiv organized that tire from me from burj he got it transported all the way to my house you know okay, so wow. yeah so it's uh, so you have to be aware like similarly you know there are many times to collaborate with a lot of people so i think being aware uh, uh, the want to keep on evolving the want to try something new that greed should be there that kind of energy to kind of you that know hunger out, hunger right. yeah that hunger greed is a wrong word hunger to kind of to keep pushing yourself to the next level has to be continuously there to kind of sustain in this business Sure. So, and you've definitely kept pushing the envelope. Twenty-five years is is really a <laughs> remarkable achievement. Um, you know, you spoke a little bit about the creative process. I've always yeah. been curious. So, like, let's say you're you're going into a shoot. What percentage of the shoot would you say is sort of pre-planned, where you've already conceptualized the look, the feel, all of that, and how much is a sort of on-the-spot improvisation? You know, how do you straddle that balance? First, let me say hi to Chaya. Hi, Chaya. Good to see you here. Hello, Chaya. <laughs> She's the sweetest family. Thank you, Chaya. Uh, so, uh, uh, see, uh, most shoots I go planned, where uh, you are, you know, where we are in tune with the whole team, with the makeup, with the hair, with the stylist. Everybody's on the same page. Uh, but that doesn't mean things won't change at the shoot. Okay. You know, I mean, uh, like I said, a lot may change. i have gone for shoots with a completely one concept and come back with another you know it, it sometimes happens and sometimes it goes as planned as you had planned bang on but 
a lot of times when you're working with people you know their expression their body language things change you know and you can't really predict that you know so sure. uh, and working with actors and models uh, you know what happens is that they bring in their whole aura and their own uh, experience into the shoot as well you know so uh, very often like uh, i'll give you an example like we were shooting mr bachan for for the calendar and i'll say okay it was he was supposed to sit wearing a uh, a dinner jacket or full tuxedo in a auto rickshaw so right. you know so uh, he sat in the auto rickshaw then i said uh, she said should i do this should i do that should i hang out should i do this? so those you know those things should i sit in the driver seat sure. you know, so those things so those evolve okay evolve i mean i may have one idea in mind but it, sure. they give me 10 more because also they have the experience experience of course of so many years and that also comes into it so a suggestion could come from a stylist a suggestion could come from the makeup person from the sure. actor himself from the hairdresser it's all great and i believe whenever anybody whoever is watching is planning a shoot you know they should uh, take suggestions from everybody okay. do everything then finally you can choose your best picture after the shoot you know i mean okay. but but don't be close to the idea of saying that you know it's my way or the highway you know i feel okay. that that's a wrong approach uh, in the creative it's, it's, business it's you know what we learn in the in, even at business school we talk about the filtration process so you right. start with a wide filter and you sort of then narrow in right um you know you you spoke a little bit about people and these celebrities you know etc um i without without getting into any specific names and uh, all of that you know right. i've always wondered uh, you work with a lot of women um yeah. and you know somehow you're able to make them very comfortable around you you know you've yeah. seen you know pictures of these swimsuits these bathtubs whatever it so is. firstly you know how how do you work with them how do you make a woman comfortable in your presence comfortable enough for them to literally uh you know follow along with your footsteps how do you build that rapport and you know how does that chemistry yeah. evolve yeah so i think uh, it's over time uh, you know and uh, i think it's a lot to do with the trust factor you know uh, what happens is that uh, like you you know like you can make a picture look it a picture in a swimsuit or if it's you know uh, if it's even she's wearing very skimpy clothes or she's wearing something all or various kind like right. in a bathtub where you feel like she's wearing nothing you yeah. know so that kind of first of all i think that my reputation of uh, you know uh, they are confirmed that they i won't make it look vulgar you know sure. that that yeah. kind of has that has taken time to build and mm. that kind of trust and that kind of you know uh, uh, satisfaction that that okay you know dabu will when he shoots me i'll make sure and he'll make sure that won't look vulgar then sure. uh, manisha being around at the shoot also makes a huge difference because hmm. uh, they know that you know uh, manisha's there uh, she's also overlooking the whole uh, you know she'll also make sure from a women point of view that it sure. won't okay. look vulgar in any way and then you know and uh, but saying that in the past i'm talking of back in the day when we were shooting film and we didn't have digital so uh, uh, we shot a lot of these sexy pictures even then you know and that time there was no uh, really way to check how the shot is looking until the rolls went for processing and came back yeah. and and it happens so suppose if you do say eight outfit changes in one day it may be in one outfit she'll say you know maybe this is looking too sexy after the result has come after the pictures have been shot maybe it's too much for people to handle you know so uh 
uh, I'll say, okay, you know, if you don't need to use it, we won't use it. And till mm. date, nobody has seen those pictures. Wow. You know? Okay. Yeah. So that that kind of trust and reputation that you build uh, is is it takes time to build. You can't imagine things to happen overnight. Like many, like I get thousands of DMs messaging and saying that how do I become like Dabur Atani? How do I yeah. become like you? You know, it's not one day. It's not one week. It's not one year. It's twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. Brand, you know. So and keeping. it up there it's not that you know it's uh sure. you you know you today you do a bad shoot you're going to get pinned for it you know so right. you we see those upsets you're only downs. as you're only as yeah. good as your last but, shoot but, right but so. people will you know don't understand that people will want to say they yaar if, if they look at a picture what is in this picture it's so simple what is why sure. why what is what is the boot on in this picture or why you know so they don't understand it's not just that one picture it's not that just one shoot It's sure. it take it's a whole brand building exercise that you have done for those twenty five years. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to call out a few comments while you sip some water. Uh, MD Picography, sir, you are my inspiration. Sham Thakur, sir, I'm your big fan. Uh, lots of people are saying I'd love to work with you. I'd love to do assist you, etc. So if there's any way they can reach you, Ali says, sir, I really like your work. uh one person wants you to say hi to him someone says you're his inspiration sham thakur i love your photography lena says i'm from gujarat love your work someone's asking up chauhan so aapka koi institute hai do you teach in any capacity no i'm planning uh, an online course in the it's in the middle of a uh, planning stage right now so probably by next month we'll probably launch an online course as well because right now i don't think this year much is going to happen sure you know so we will sit at home and we'll do some teaching but uh, but you know what happens with photography my only uh hitch about shooting teaching online is i cannot show a shoot i cannot show yeah. my equipment i cannot there's you know so i'll have to i'll have to do more theory based kind of a, a workshop kind of a sure. course you know where uh, i kind of explain to them how a shoot is done so i'm planning some stuff uh, hopefully soon Okay, guys, stay tuned to Dabur Ratnani's Instagram pages as he announces that online course, big silver lining to the COVID mm -hmm. pandemic. A uh, question here from Pranoti Narode, who says, "What are some of the challenges you face behind the lens?" So, you you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Like what what sure. goes on? You know. So I mean, uh, uh, when you are doing a photo shoot, it's not just about uh, you know, it's not about like I said, not just about looking through the lens and shooting. it's a lot to do with starting from the planning starting from the pre production getting the whole team together getting your whole uh, you know crew together and planning the whole shoot that's where it all starts coordinate with everybody so it's a whole production which happens prior to the shoot or pre production and then we get into uh, the shoot stage where we where we kind of uh, uh, make sure that the shoot goes off very very smooth that includes you know your whether it's the lighting whether it's the food that you're serving at the food at the shoot the lighting uh, lights coming from where you hired them from the whole shoot production that happens including the right music that you play in the shoot everything is the photographer's responsibility wow okay and and, and then uh the background the lighting and whatever actual shoot that happens which is one part of it and then the post after the shoot gets over 
to you know settle all the accounts you have to have your team to you know to manage everything your booking of your studios makeup hai so there's a sure. lot that goes into it and a lot that can go wrong as well so those are the pressures that you deal with you know and in the past uh when we were shooting film again uh the when the role is to go for processing you're hoping that no one messes up your roles while it's being processed it's happened to sure. me twice in my career where uh the roles got damaged in the lab as well okay. you know? so that's another pressure that you used to deal with now unfortunately that's not there but you know now the the pressure is also to save all that data today each shoot is 4 500 gb 300 400 gb right. and you know if you're shooting even 15 days a month you're dealing with like 4 5 terabytes wow. of data per month per month wow yeah you know so it means i have like built in like mini servers literally in the studio where we are kind of handling the data so that's sure. also a huge kind of a responsibility which a photographer has to take on so okay this is sounding I, like a yeah. lot on it's your it's a lot of work too. and you know uh, one thing again for people keep asking me can i assist you can i assist you sure. most people want to come for the shoot because they think it's very very glamorous right you know nobody wants to do this other work what i just told you about right. which is the pre and the post and you know whether it's saving the data burning the data into dvds into you know segregating all the data there's a lot of boring work that happens in the studio which sure. people are not ready to do you know i've had uh, in these so many years of assistance that i've seen right. everybody comes in one week they want to leave because they cannot handle the other pressure the social sure. media so so much other things that we have to do alongside the photo, the photo shoots Yeah, it sounds like the glamour is just one percent of everything, and the rest of it is just sheer hard work. Like song. like any other business and any other job, you know. I mean, right? You know, I mean, everybody just looks at okay that uh, he's a rich tycoon or he's a rich businessman yeah. or any profession, you know, he's a sure. huge doctor. But people don't see the pressures that go along that with the go profession. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll take a quick question here from Siddhi ninety five who says. uh can you tell us about one difficult shoot you went through uh maybe you don't have to name the person if you're not comfortable like something uh, difficult that happened you know in the studio uh she's also saying or oh, your favorite indoor or outdoor anything i think she just wants to get a sense of uh, something yeah, so done. basically i mean i prefer shooting on locations whether it is uh, outdoor or whether it's a location which is not just a studio because in a studio you're restricted to a plain background unless the setup or unless the styling is really really you know some very dramatic then it works to shoot in a studio but uh, sometimes it kind of bores me out to do the same background and same basic shoot every day so i try and uh, you know add in some elements with lighting with drama with shadow with uh, with props we try and so that the picture look different every time you're doing a shoot uh, mm-hmm. i don't feel ever, i mean difficult is the wrong word you know i don't find difficult because we you know uh, our pre production and our planning is very very strong in terms okay. of with money with manisha and me we make sure that uh, everything you know that we because like i said you know we go plan for a shoot so you know exactly what's going to what what we are expecting you know so today for instance when i'm doing a photo shoot of an actor as well i or a model or uh, whatever product i'm shooting I will set up six lights and keep. You know, I may not end up using all of them. Okay. Uh, one one will be a hard harder source. One will be a softer source. One will be a bigger source, smaller source. Various things, you know. So I'll keep those ready. 
uh, you know, but I will keep all that ready two hours before the shoot starts. I wouldn't want to waste the time of my talent who's in front of me while setting up. When I see one, click with this light, and I say no, it's not happening. Set up the other light. So you've got a plan that. B, a plan C, yeah. a plan D. Yeah, all always ready there, so that I don't want uh, any mess ups to happen or time wasted at the shoot today. My, most of my work is with celebrities, you know. Sure. So I know they have hundreds of other things going on at the same time. I don't. So that's four hours, five hours, six hours that I have with them. I want to make the most of them. You know, today a, a brand sure. is paying that actor a lot of money for that one day. So you right. must respect that for your brand as well. and plan your shoot plan everything uh, prior to you know so that's one thing also i feel that brands trust me because they know that you know today when they are spending so much money for a brand shoot they don't want to compromise on the photographer because they know that there's not going to be any stress in terms of quality from dabu sure. you know so so best equipment best lighting uh, you know those things are taken for granted today for cameras are evolving You're getting new cameras. It is understood you have to upgrade because today you are expected to do that when you are in the top league of photographers. Sure. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um, it sounds like you know you're both right brain and left brain, and the 25 years of experience is definitely oozing through these responses. <laughs> um, you know, just I think you've been through so much that you've now. you're able yeah. to speak about it so comfortably because but i can i can get a really good glance into all the stuff you've gone through to yeah. now be able to talk so comfortably about yeah, so, it so thank so, you yeah, so i mean i prefer not to make photography look so complicated that's you know right. like many photographers i've heard from other makeup and other people where the celebrity gets really upset because he he is asked to wait for half an hour while a setup yeah. is being changed or a lighting is being set up when he's waiting there So I mean I've overcome all those I've learned sure. and grasped and received from everybody that yeah. what you know kind of ticks them off and I don't want that to happen at my shoot so sure. I mean without bragging or anything if you ask any of the celebrities they would say I'm one of the fastest photographers to work with because hmm. you know that's because we have pre-planned everything so well that right. when we are getting uh, Akshay Kumar coming there and the brand expects that okay the shoot is going to last for 8 hours and we are done in 4 everybody is yes. happy you know so you know because but it is it is also the the connection that i have with the actor and everything has gone so seamlessly that you finished 8 hours work in 4 hours you know so uh, so as a photographer or whoever's watching you know they shouldn't try and complicate things right you know uh, uh, your brand is not going to get impressed whether you used one light or six lights Whether right. you own, whether you own twenty lights, the brand is not going to get, or your actors are not going to get impressed by what you own or what you have. Right. You know, it, it's finally the result which is going to show. So if you got the result with one or two lights, also, you know, you'll still get work, uh, recurring work if you, if you deliver your result. That's the main. Yeah, thing. Uh, that that actually is a very uh, deep and spiritual statement. Uh, <laughs> that it's not your possessions that really matter in life. I'm um, going to pick up a question here from Rajiv actually Rajiv Pudar asking Hi, Rajiv. As, a, as a photographer do you prefer to shoot humans models or do you prefer to shoot fixed objects and can you tell us the difference between filming the two what is the difference between portrait and object photography so i i mean i my preference if you ask me i like shooting with people more uh, i have done uh, a lot of shoots with products 
Uh, in fact, I've shot Rajiv's uh, BKT factory tires as well. and factories, yeah, the yeah. tires and so I so I but like I said, you know, like today when I shot the factory or when I'm shooting jewelry or I'm shooting a product, I take that also as a challenge because you know I feel that that's something that's not expected out of me. You know, people know that I shoot celebrities or people well, but sure. I I want to make even. the factory looked amazing i want to make so for me that's something new that's something what i want to experience you know for me that's also inspiration you know going there and seeing if, that if you scale. can make uh, his tires look sexy and glamorous then <laughs> you, you will stay on yeah. that list for the next 25 years as well so so i enjoy uh, pe- uh, pe- people photography more because that's uh, you know that's what i love most but i i uh, I still shoot a lot of other stuff. I shoot a lot of brand campaigns where you know we are shooting, say a a brand, say for a toothpaste, and you have to shoot the product as well. So after the actor goes, we're gonna actually even do the product shots of the jewelry and you know whatever the whatever uh, brand you're shooting for. Okay, I'll take a quick question from Ajay and uh, someone called Vijay had also asked this question before. Um, they want to know about equipment. so some advice for aspiring photographers about you know initial stages what sort of equipment they should be investing in is yeah. it really worth the expense early on right. in your career yeah so uh, that's a good question because you know uh, in the past when we started uh, there was no option to really rent equipment uh, now there are too many rental houses which you can easily rent equipment from so if you're not shooting more than 12 days a month it's better to rent your equipment but i still feel that you know you should uh, have your cameras uh, because you know sometimes you just want to pick up your camera and you want to go out and shoot you know so mm-hmm. you can't wait for your rental company to send the camera over so i feel basic equipment that you need great lenses is something that you should invest in first camera bodies you can keep investing and keep growing as okay. time passes you know so today if you're buying something just an example like if you're buying something which is a uh, crop sensor or if you're buying something with 20 megapixel you can always upgrade to 100 megapixel later and still sure. use that same lens you know so i okay. feel invest in good lenses which you can sustain and use for a longer period of time and uh, try and uh, uh, buy a few basic lights and everything don't if you don't want to invest too much initially uh the you can sh- hire the expensive equipment on a rental basis on a per shoot basis if you have a huge project or a big shoot like sometimes even now when we are shooting uh, and i say uh, it's a big set and i may need three four extra lights i hire those rather okay. than buying those extra lights and investing 10 15 lakh rupees i'll just hire it and spend 10000 for that day or 20000 for the day rather than investing 20 lakh rupees for that equipment which i may use sometimes okay you know, so, so i mean i would give a sense to them to kind of that don't invest too much initially okay uh, you know and uh, because then things are changing so fast you know that uh, today you're buying a camera body two years later there's something new so unless you're shooting a lot it's then it's worthwhile okay i i hope that answers your questions guys uh, along the same lines question from shubham negi who says sir which is the best camera for a student within a student's budget is there is there something you have in mind I'm currently using Fuji Film. Okay. Uh, so Fuji Film has a lot of uh, entry-level cameras as well. I think the one which is there's a XT XT Fuji Film XT two hundred and uh, 
XT100, XT1000. There are many entry levels okay. starting from 35,000 onwards. Okay, 35,000 onwards. Okay. So, and also for the guys who are investing into new equipment, I feel mirrorless cameras are the future. So try and uh, stick to, uh, you know, I think that's that's where, you know, people will go in the future with mirrorless cameras. So try and, rather than going for heavy duty DSLRs, uh, try and stick to, like my medium format camera, which is the larger camera which I'm using also, is uh, is the base of that is, is a mirrorless base, you know. So things have changed drastically from where we started. Okay, great. Guys, I hope that answered your question, Shubham and Utsav and Vishnu, all of you had this question. Let me pick up here a question. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting question. And I don't know if you, if you sort of concur with this perspective. But he says, in India, why is it that when I introduce myself as a photographer, people think I am a wedding photographer? You think the profession is associated with wedding photographers? It, and It happened to me initially. I oh, mean, really? You know, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when I started back, like I said, in the 90s, early 90s, uh, photography, in, if you thought of, think about it when you were like in the late 80s and 90s, and you used to tell your parents that uh, I want to be a photographer, right. uh, the first impression would come as a birthday photographer because that was our exposure to photographers. Sure. You know, sure. Or a wedding. And, and today, a wedding photographer, I mean, today, even if they're calling you a wedding photographer, it's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's today... Wedding photography also is a great genre. It's a big business also. Big business, a lot of money after the pandemic. But yeah, it will happen. <laughs> but it will happen. I will come back, you know. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it is a general impression of people. And I mean, today, uh, if you look at the international wedding photographers, they are paid lots of money to shoot a sure. wedding. You know? so, so, first of all, don't feel bad you're being called a wedding photographer. And mm. it's a good it's a good genre to invest in, but that's a general impression. I think many people, especially in India, have about photographers, but it's changed drastically from where we started. Okay, uh, Graphotype, I hope that answers your question. And if that's where Dabu started off, then don't worry about it. Uh, as he says, just take it in your stride. Take a quick question here from Merkaba, who asks about uh, building an initial portfolio as someone who's starting out. Uh, what can you give some tips and things to remember for a complete starter? So first, when you're starting out, you have to build a portfolio uh, of the genre that you choose, whether it is fashion, whether it's products, whether it is food, whether it is uh, industrial uh, weddings, whatever your genre that you choose to do, uh, you need to build your portfolio, build your Facebook page, your Instagram page, your I mean, that's a given now, you know, that is something that people today, first thing they go to is your Instagram page to see sure. your credibility, you know, so sure. uh, many, there are many photographers who says, I hate social media, I hate social media, it's fine, but I think you should at least build, make a business page of it, make a creator right. page of your social media or your website where you can show your work. Uh, after your web, you know, and also in India, uh, when your work is in print, like today, if my work is in a magazine uh, and my name is besides it, I think that credibility is built where people trust you and people say, okay, if he's shooting for a Femina or if he's shooting for a Filmfare or a GQ, Vogue or whatever, he must be good or we can trust him for a project. 
so sure in my in back in the day there were lots more magazines when i started out where when those pictures started coming in stardust in film fair cineblitz people started saying oh who's this new photographer you know let's mm-hmm. let's work with him so i feel that that credibility also comes in when your name is printed uh in the past what's happened what i've heard through sumit and my other people that lot of photographers who trained abroad who did photography courses abroad and then came to india brought images of the photographer they used to assist okay and you use it over here as their post as their work okay you know and so uh, and when they were getting assignments they were not able to deliver so a lot of people lost trust and said what is this going on you know today that if if you've done this kind of work internationally and you can't do the same thing over here so people only if your work was published in an indian magazine and your name was by it people used to trust you and give you more work so that was what we went through but today there's lot more you know you can collaborate on instagram you can collaborate with designers you can collaborate with makeup people hairdressers basically building your portfolio and and like i said earlier when we started that you have to keep keep surprising the people you have to keep sure. pushing yourself you have to keep evolving and keep, keep reinventing the wheel you, you know if you put the same kind of images every day people are going to get bored of it you know so sure. you have to have a variety in your work and the versatility that okay i can shoot outdoor i can shoot indoor i can shoot in different situations like you know like stuff like that yeah okay great thank you uh, i'm just going to shout out to your adorable children hi kiara she says i want to be a photographer like that <laughs> shivan hi mayra hi kiara shivan everyone's online they are saying i love you dad etc so <laughs> since since they're all on here can we touch a little bit up, uh, you know upon the kids and you know just your family i know your wife is a really big part of uh, your right. work i've been following all your posts on instagram i've been seeing all the dance moves and everything so a little bit about you know firstly how do you balance this you know bollywood celebrity life uh, professionally and then this really adorable uh, warm little alcove that you built at home uh how do you balance your children getting exposed to this glamour and then sort of still keeping them you know academic studious whatever and yeah. how does your wife you know she seems to be like she's the glue that binds it all so what role does she play in in all of this so uh uh you know like manisha used to work uh, when she came, when we got married she used to work for times of india okay. and uh uh in jaipur and then she moved to bombay you know uh, she still continued working with times of india and uh, uh then one day she took an off you know okay. and you know and uh, we had heard like scary stories from people saying that you know husband and wife shouldn't work together and everything so first few months she continued working with toi and uh, one day she didn't go to work and came to my studio sure. and she opened my laptop and i was in a shoot down in, in my she was in my cabin and she opened my laptop and saw some 7000 unread emails or something like that and and by the end of the day there was only 1000 left to reply to you know so i said okay quit your job you know because <laughs> because i was like as if you can handle all this in one day you know mm. i am obviously not uh, able to handle this you know and uh, and i didn't care for like all the scary stories i had heard and i think that was the best decision that we made you know for her to start working with me because i feel that uh she's taken over everything uh, she's replied she, you make a great boss 
that so, that is a that's a double edged sword huh? that that has uh, many meanings no no, no. <laughs> so uh, so you know and then it, it works beautifully because you know uh, she handles everything you know so i can just focus on the creativity i can focus on you know concepts and work on the creative side of things processing print you know in the post production sure, and everything sure. and she handles everything else you know and and it's great to have her as a opinion as well you know today if i there's a particular picture that i like or you know if i like seven eight pictures i say which one do you like from best from this you know so she helps me shortlisting those pictures as well and the kids have been coming to my shoots ever since they were born you know so we were always under the impression that rather than leaving them home with the maids you know that is better they come and hang with us at the studio or at the at my shoot in the vanity van or wherever because you know at least they are in front of our eyes and they are seeing exactly what we are doing sure. you know so i feel that that and also uh, bringing that uh, to your into your question was that you know they don't initially when they were kids they didn't know a difference between the makeup yeah. man or the stylist or the or the celebrity right yeah. of course for them yeah. they were all dad's friends who we are working with you know so sure. it was never embedded that oh he is mr bachchan or he is shahrukh khan or he is uh, or she is aishwarya rai or whatever you know so it was right. always they all dad's friends you know so i think that kind of kept them grounded mm-hmm. and uh, you know and they know i'm a technician i'm not uh, in front of the camera you know so also that makes a difference that, that you know they don't see me on a television screen where i'm being the actor you know so sure. it's very different uh, they're very grounded in that sense okay and uh, it works beautifully because on in their holidays they come for shoots they hang with me we spend a lot of time together and if i'm not at work i'm always at home so again we are spending a lot of time together shooting those videos that you've been seeing on instagram as well <laughs> uh, shivan kaira any of you want to come back on the screen with dad we'd love to have you back if you want to say something <laughs> to dad and a little bit maybe you want to just feel free to just jump in whenever you want to and i'll be more than happy to read out your comment um going to take this question here from elite studio who asks so is it worth studying a bachelor's in photography so do you think there is some credit in studying the academics behind photography the the technical skills see a uh, technique is something which you need to have you know okay. whether you do it uh, by uh, you know reading the job books or, whether you learning yeah. on the job or whether you do it from photography course but i feel that after you do your photography course it's important to still uh it's still important to kind of assist somebody and get mm-hmm. a feel of the business you know i feel that that helps a lot in terms of understanding the business of photography as well understanding also the kind of uh what goes into the production of photography how shoots are done because that's yeah. something you cannot learn at a photography school you know and even if you go to a photography school Uh, or you assist somebody you still need to have that fire and that creativity something that you need to push yourself into you know because like i said earlier as well that you know i mean uh, unless you're not buzzed then you're not into it you cannot do it sure you know? and and uh, for me for me i treat when i go for a shoot now also there are days that i treat myself like as my first day on the job you know so wow. i'm stressed out and i'm doing this doing that and it happens to me you know but but it's a good buzz it's a very good buzz you know because i feel that that keeps me going and it keeps me creating you know so uh, even if you go to a, a photography course you do go to a uh, 
a photographer and assistant for two years, three years, four years. But still, you need to keep evolving and pushing yourself. You know, until sure. you know. I mean, they, like like give an example. When you go to an acting school as an actor, they can teach you what is within you. You know, they can uh, bring out what's within you. They can get the scare out of you. But yeah. they cannot teach you how to perform in a scene. I mean, they cannot teach you to cry in a particular way, laugh in a particular way, or walk in a particular way or style. That's something right. which you need to have within you, which can mm. be brought out basically. So, like similar to that, you know, it's it's uh, today you have people in professions who are better and who are worse. But you need to kind of bring that out from within you as a photographer as well. Today, when I learned from Sumit, about thirty years ago. you know i mean i took it from there and then made it a point to create a signature style of my own and make my name in the industry you know hmm. and and so similar to that i mean anybody who's wanting to be a photographer needs to understand that it's not going to come automatically you have sure. to keep pushing you have to yourself. keep pushing right yeah, okay yeah. you have to be a lifelong learner is is yeah, the sense i'm getting yeah. from you yeah well said that's the way it is Okay. Um, I'll pick up a quick question here from Raja Lakshmi, who asks: uh, Old style film versus new digital clicks. Uh, who does? What does the creative person in you prefer, and why? <laughs> People will not like me for saying it, but I do prefer digital. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, it sounds cool to say I'm shoot film and I shoot old school and all that, but uh, to be honest, I think a digital. has uh, now surpassed the quality of film and i'm a stickler for quality i like good quality pictures and finally also when we used to shoot film we used to digitize it by scanning and right. taking it to the computer and working on it and then going for printing of your holdings and everything oh, so wow. from digital from film used to make from analog used to make it digital, digital today okay. you're getting a digital file straight away and the quality of images has gone ahead of film you know right now so if you want that film quality like a great example is fuji film you know my mm -hmm. the brand that i'm shooting with right now yeah. has these uh these color profiles in the software where you can create the film look so if you are mm -hmm. a great film fan you can create that same look that you used to shoot on film uh, from your digital files as well to give sure. that authentic look and the grain to the picture you know but i what i find the advantages of digital like the digital storage uh you know to have those pictures again and again today i can access a file access yeah yeah 2004 onwards i have all my images which i can sure. access but the the stuff that i shot on film the negatives have faded right because scratches i can't so the longevity of course the, the longevity of digital and yeah and also the fact that today I do a shoot for you. I give you the files. You you lose those files. You can you come can back to me and that. say, okay, right. you know, if you, I can give you back the files on a new hard drive. You know, so sure. there are a lot of advantages. And uh, taking that forward, in the last four, four months, I've been processing. I did a shoot with Alia uh, in 2016 or 2017, where and I reprocessed that same picture four five days back and. the software has evolved so much in the last 4 5 years that the picture looks completely different wow you know, okay so you know like the quality the clarity i mean in 5 years i can see a huge difference in the software so i yeah. feel that you know it's is great when you have your raw files saved you can mm. 
revise those pictures and reprocess them and put them up on your throwbacks in your on your instagram okay sure uh, rajlakshmi i hope that answered your question question here from naam to suna hi nahi hoga uh, is so what has been your biggest learning in 25 years of your work in the industry please share with us uh, beginners i think uh, the main learning that i've taken back from this 25 years is that uh, something that trust is something which you cannot you know is the is the number one thing which i've built then in this name that i had in this 25 years is that you know people today no one can point a finger at me from the industry saying that you know he messed with me or he right. used misused my picture or he used misused me for instance uh, this calendar which i do every year you know so mm-hmm. it's it's a completely non commercial project today right. to get 24 top actors and shoot them year after year for my calendar 20 I mean, years to the calendar ha huh? this 20 year years to the calendar so so uh, the idea is that i don't commercialize the calendar right you know i print limited quantity of the calendar i use it for my just just for my creative process i give it out to people who i know in the industry so i could have you know i get offers worth crores every you could year. have commercialized of course yeah, yeah you know so today uh, you can't value a calendar which has 24 actors top actors in one calendar you know i mean i don't know what value you can put to that you know and the sure. actors are doing it for me for the simple reason is because that the trust that i've built with them in the last 20 years you know 25 mm-hmm. years so so i feel that trust is something which you should never kind of uh, let go of for few for few for little money you can't let go of your of trust of people today if i commercialize the calendar next year five of them from the calendar may say you know drop out right drop out so yeah yeah you use you're not paying us but right. you're kind you're of using money this. Already, right you know? so so okay. i think build your trust and be consistent and try and build your name think of long term don't think of like a short term you know uh, sure. that's something so it, it seems like you put a lot of weight on trust reputation and relationships relationships um, is something i'm telling you i mean uh, not for just photographers for anybody in any industry you sure. know relationships is something that the whole your whole trust the whole world wants yeah you know? so sure. i mean there's so many actors people love to work with because they can trust them they love them they love each other even if they're not very successful you know it's it's, it's a lot to do with uh, your bond and something that you know i mean it's a love for you that the calendar is pure love you know? it's pure sure. love yeah uh take a quick question here from nidhi who says so what are your expectations from models when when they come to the shoot do you have any expectations from them of course you know today uh, when you're shooting see models i'm talking of when you're shooting a model for a brand you know uh, you it is expected for them to follow your instructions that's the single most important one thing where that today if i'm telling that model that uh, you know listen for this shot you need to laugh or for this shot you need to uh, jump up in the air and pretend like a wow or whatever right. the expression that you're looking for she he or she should able to portray that character Sure. You know, so that's the that's the most important thing you know today you should be versatile you should be able to comprehend and you should be able to add value to okay. what i'm saying like i said you know in our shoots i told you earlier is that i say okay this is the shot then they'll say should i write like this should i do this should i do that so that they should be willing to improvise and add improvise value. and 
put in your expression and your aura into the picture. Some flavor. You know? so, okay. You know, so I think that is something which models should work on, and they can practice that. You know, in the mirror, they can uh, download references, international models, international sure. actors, Bollywood actors, and practice in the mirror. That would help them to kind practice of, in the mirror. Okay, that's yeah, good. You know, that's good yeah. advice. Yeah. Um, Instagram's given me the eighty-second heads up. I'm just going to. uh shout out a couple of names bhagesh says you are so true sir big fan so you are king of images thank you everybody uh, thank you a lot of compliments if i start reading this i will take up the entire 90 seconds big fan so by navin kumar josh kruna sends you a bunch of hearts someone Hello, says wonderful advice so uh so much important information with lots of loves and kisses and all that coming <laughs> lo i mean i this is just i'm i'm hoping uh, manisha someone's capturing this because there's a lot of love coming your way um but i'm just going to let you go thank you so much thank this you. has been a fabulous learning and you know not just for photographers but i think just in general for any career a lot of things you said really resonated with me um and you know rajiv had told me you're really a man of substance but uh, i experienced it first hand myself as did this audience so thank, thank you. you so much thank i look forward to connecting with you right after this lockdown and for sure big kiss to all your kids the adorable kids can't wait to see them in person thank so you. guys thank you for joining shivan myra everyone and thank you to your wife also for uh, supporting with this thank you thank you dabu thank you take care all the best thank you everyone thank you